You're listening to the Wilderness Warrior Podcast, forging dangerous men in wild places. Welcome to the Wilderness Warrior Podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'll be your guest host today. In this episode, we pay tribute to Memorial Day as I'll be talking about the story of Master Sergeant Joshua Wheeler, who cried out on me. He charged into the breach faced the danger, and paid the ultimate price. It's the perfect way to honor America's fallen heroes and to reflect on some of the core virtues of masculinity. I hope it's an encouragement to you to pursue masculine virtue with passionate resolve and to give thanks for violent men that make civilization, peace, and the prosperity of a people possible. Memorial Day is a day for reflection that conjures up fond memories for me. I often look forward to Memorial Day when I was in the fire service. It was the busiest on the small North Carolina beach on which I served. People coming out to their winter hibernation were ready to let loose. I knew this would be, in all likelihood, an opportunity to put my skills to use. I would get to save lives. I would be tested. I would have an opportunity to stand in the breach. I longed for this test largely because of the stories I would read about men who had done the same in different capacities and places throughout world history. These are the stories that fed my soul, just as they do for men striving for virtue. The stories of brave men who stand in the door, who don't run to their death, but they push the fight. Before I get to the story of Joshua Wheeler, it's important to understand the context. So I'll explain to you close quarter battle, or as the military refers to it, CQB. It has a lot to teach us as men about life, and even more about spiritual warfare and general masculine competencies. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, for example, who was a famous medical doctor and pastor in London, would spend much time studying military history and tactics for its application to spiritual warfare. CQB is a tactical situation that involves a physical fight with firearms, with multiple combatants in close proximity to one another. As one Delta Force operator stated, CQB takes 75% testicles and 25% technique. For those who become masters of CQB, it means they run thousands of reps in the shoot house with their men, learning how to move in unison, clear rooms, pie corners, and destroy hostile threats. Learning to master the principles they employ in military scenarios as well as in life, can be quite useful. When it comes down to it, CQB is a dance. It's more of an art than a science. There are, no doubt, objective scientific principles that need to be applied with surgical precision. However, the master of CQB must also learn to flow and improvise like the best of jazz musicians. He must smoothly adjust to the different dynamics of each building, each room, each step. He must take the objective principles of speed, surprise, violence of action, and 360 degrees security and apply it to the complexities of his mission. He must push the fight without running to his death. A concept that is extremely relevant for the men in pursuit of hard masculinity. CQB takes balls because it can quite obviously be deadly. The choice to enter the door is a courageous and willing embrace of danger. When the operator makes the decision to cross the threshold, he is entering the unknown. The odds are not in his favor. 
He's willingly walking into a fatal funnel where hesitation may be deadly or worse, lead to a complete mission failure. Even a well-executed raid may mean death. The first men through the door have accepted this possibility, yet they still push through. The mission requires it. The man who walks through that door learns how to accept the danger for the sake of glory, which is found pursuing great things in the face of death. The fight is only one in this way. It is the way. Metaphorically speaking, CQB represents standing in the breach and taking the responsibility as the lead man. It means putting yourself in harm's way to advance the mission. The world needs violent men. Let's go back to the beach, Memorial Day. I remember scrolling through Instagram the morning before my shift was to start. I came across Master Sergeant Joshua Wheeler's story. Master Sergeant Wheeler grew up in Oklahoma. He enlisted in the Army, in the infantry, worked his way to the esteemed 75th Ranger Regiment, where he did multiple combat deployments. He would go on to join the elite Army unit in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and deployed 11 times, many of them as a team leader. On October 22, 2015, Master Sergeant Wheeler and his fellow Army commanders were working with Kurdish Sof on a joint assault at a prison near a town in Iraq. Their mission was to save 70 hostages. Intelligence assets reported that these hostages would face imminent execution by their ISIS captors. A plan was developed. Kurdish Sof were going to take the lead, and the unit operators were going to stay towards the rear and provide security. The assault force was inserted by the 160th SOAR aviators. Once on target, the Kurds took the lead as planned. They breached the compound, identified the right building, and made the second breach. At this moment, the Kurds began to suffer casualties. The attack began to lose momentum. And as a result, they began to hesitate at a fatal moment. With lives hanging in the balance, Master Sergeant Wheeler was propelled into action. According to Safrep, the Delta operators could see and hear everything from their vantage point, and they understood that if they didn't do something, the Kurdish assault would turn into a bloodbath. The imposing figure of Master Sergeant Wheeler was in the front of the Delta group. He turned around, locked eyes with the nearest operator, and shouted, On me. These were his last words. The two shooters ran through the wall, into the compound, and passed the pinned-down Kurds. Master Sergeant Wheeler led the way into the target building. As he stormed into the breach, which is when a random bullet went through his throat, he died almost instantly. His fellow operator neutralized the enemy fighters in the room. The rest of the Delta shooters came in and cleared the rest of the building. This is where I get choked up. It's the reality of one man's willing sacrifice to stay in the breach. It would have been a disaster had he not acted decisively, and many others would have died. He entered the doorway, knowing that his wife had just given birth to his fourth son. He stood as a dangerous man, capable of tremendous violence, and harnessed it for the power of good in the face of death. On me. We must never forget the sacrifices of men like Master Sergeant Wheeler, which is best done by applying the principles he displayed on that fateful day. The principle of on me is foundational to biblical manhood. It means the glad acceptance of responsibility as the first one to recognize a threat and respond with boldness and tactical competency. Instead of waiting for someone else to tackle the difficult conflict, whether it is relational 
or physical, the faithful man leads the charge. It means being bold in the faith, yet wise in its tactical application. And it means following the ultimate Christ, who set the tone as the ultimate on me. The God-man, who stood in the breach for his chosen people and went willingly into the fires of suffering. He knew the consequences. His mental anguish caused him to sweat blood. Blood poured from his pores for what he was about to go through, yet he still went. There are many examples of men standing in the breach. From Todd Beamer, who recited the Lord's Prayer in the 23rd Psalm before famously calling out, Are you ready? Okay, let's roll. On United Flight 93 as he mounted an attack against the 9-11 hijackers. He was a civilian, unarmed. There are men like Andre Shepers with the Rhodesian SAS, who did a combat halo jump onto a terrorist camp. After a teammate broke his neck, Mr. Shepers called for an extraction to save his buddy's life. After extraction, they were told to halo onto the same target the next night. They jumped in and were compromised. They were chased for seven days in the African bush and forced to anti-track on the run. Shepherds had to cut the neck of the tracker to save his men from the desperate situation. An American pilot crash-landed to help them extract. What's the point of telling stories of daring men who act with courage in the face of danger? First, hope it inspires you to hear about men who shed their blood to defend the freedom of others. There couldn't be a more masculine virtue than giving your life for your friends. And we do it well as celebrated it when it is displayed in men. Second, hope it inspires you this Memorial Day to be the kind of violent, hard, and good man who rises to meet evil wherever it may be found. For many of us, that won't be a battlefield facing kinetic warfare. It starts by addressing the sin in our lives, in our households, churches, and communities. Instead of laying back while sin ravages people's lives, we are the ones who gladly assume responsibility and start acting to order our own existence. Having ordered our own household well, we are then positioned to help others. Rather than decrying the sins of our nation, we look to ourselves in the mirror and recognize that it is on me to fight. As William Bradford's gravestone says, what our forefathers with so much difficulty secured, do not easily relinquish. On me. Thank you, Master Sergeant Wheeler. Until next time, men, live dangerously, be wild, and embrace the wilderness warrior way of life. <laughs>